I wanted to bring your awareness to mental health. Maybe it's important to acknowledge that mental health is just as important as our health and safety guidelines with COVID, living with COVID. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season 2, Episode 15. This is your host, Amy. How was everything? How was your day? How was your meal? Are you ready for tonight's content? Well, I know it's been a while since I updated because I've been trying to organize my mood and everything. It's been tough for me in my personal life, and I just wanted to be pretty transparent about how I feel on this episode today. To begin with, I'd like to read an article written by Jacob and Kay Bryant from Commonwealth Fund. And the title of the article is The Long-Term Impact of COVID-19 on Mental Health. And yes, that's today's topic, today's episode topic. I'd like to talk about mental health and how I personally find it's really difficult if you're in a lockdown and all the troubles that come with it. As the United States struggles anew to contain COVID-19, concerns are growing regarding its long-term impact on mental health. Local reports cite increases in domestic violence calls and opioid overdose. Crisis hotline use is also rising, with some reports of staggering spikes. For example, calls to Los Angeles suicide and mental health hotlines have increased 8,000%. Modeling has suggested that the pandemic will lead to as many as 75,000 deaths from alcohol and drug misuse and suicide, increasing the total of COVID-related deaths. While national data are sparse, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Household Pulse Survey suggests that the proportion of U.S. adults with symptoms of anxiety disorder and or depressive disorder have quadrupled since before the pandemic, with the burden disproportionately borne by women and people of color. That was the first paragraph of the article, The Long-Term Impact of COVID-19 on Mental Health. This was written on December 2nd. 2020. And I will link this article down below. So if you're interested in reading the full article, including driving factors and COVID rates and access to mental health, you could read this on your own. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I saw another news article and another news report just now by NBC January 26 on how another high schooler took his own life due to isolation. And they interviewed another female high schooler. She said she's had anxiety problems in the past and being away from in-person classes actually makes her feel really lonely because she has to physically dial the phone to get in a conversation with her friend. And I feel that on a personal level because I have suffered myself. I have suffered with anxiety in the past and depression and for many many years so it is definitely hard and you are probably wondering but i'm in taiwan it should be fine but let me tell you about this i am actually alone most of the time in taiwan and yes i do have friends in taiwan but it has been it has been a very difficult year 
I came back in March, twenty twenty, and we're in twenty twenty one January. I'm still not back in Seattle. It's just very difficult for me to see myself here and feel like I'm living. I am taking some cases online. That means most of the time I'm at home, in my own room, staring at a screen, both my laptop and my phone all the times. It's been really hard, but I try to keep myself motivated and. I try to get into conversations. I try to meet up with my friends at least once a week. I force myself to go out when I don't feel like it. I force myself to get dressed, to put on makeup, to wake up every single day, even though there's not a set schedule for me. But as someone who's usually on time, and someone who's usually send everything in by every deadline. The pandemic has brought a lot of difficulties and a lot of challenges that I never saw them coming. One of them is alone time. You know how I did a lot of episodes on alone times are important, and you should spend time understanding, talking to yourself. But I feel like in the past year, I've had too much time on my own that I'm overthinking all the time, and when I'm sleeping, I'm not really sleeping. And when I'm awake, I'm not really awake either, and this is scaring me, because years ago, when my depression slash anxiety were the worst, it was when I was in high school. So that was years and years ago, and I'm so afraid. And sometimes my dreams tell me that the situation I'm in right now triggered them, and I get nightmares more often when I'm in Taipei. I rarely get nightmares when I was in Seattle. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe there are different factors, but for me, this change and probably a lot of people felt the same, but in different ways. I wanted to bring your awareness to mental health. Maybe it's important to acknowledge that mental health is just as important as our health and safety guidelines. With COVID, living with COVID, in the middle of the pandemic, it's been a year, and I've tried many different ways and sayings. To get better, to feel better about working from home, trying to do different, trying to entertain myself with different things, from playing the guitar and making new friends, actually going out, spending time with animals, all different kind of things. But to be honest, I still am having a very difficult time, and to feel mentally alive. Away from my home, home in Seattle, is a very different thing. I was just on the phone with my best friend. We were talking about how we never saw this coming. Nobody did, to be honest. To be fair, nobody saw this coming. Yet we're here in different cities that we never thought we would be in by now, and we don't know how long this will be. It's probably a long battle in every field for every single one of us. But there are a lot of heroes that we need to thank, and I think in the times like this, I am glad and I'm practicing gratitude that I am alive. I have water. I have sunshine. I have all the resources I need. I'm very privileged. So I tried many different methods and ways to keep myself feeling alive. 
So there are some of the tips slash my own methods that I want to share with some of you that might need it or your friends' friends who need to hear this. So this is not I, this is not a paid ad or anything. Nobody pays me to do any of these. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I downloaded a few apps on my phone to help me keep track of everything. The first one is called Calm. And it's the starting screen is asks you to take a deep breath. This is the background sound. Does this violet the copyrights? I hope it doesn't. Anyways... <laughs> It has different modes, including sleep, meditate, and music. And I did pay for it, but for me, it, it's worth it. So you could give it a try. And in the app, it's the, the name of the app, it's C-A-L-M. And there are different quick and easy ways of practicing mental fitness as well as sleeping stories. I've been losing sleep for the past few months, and I'm starting to get worried about it. Therefore, I am scheduling myself a therapist just to have a session and talk it over to see if there's anything I could do to actively help myself. And I'm being pretty vulnerable slash transparent about all these because you matter, my audience, even though I don't know you personally or if I do, I am glad that you care a lot about my podcast and you listen to them. It really means a lot to me. I want to be real. Sometimes I'm, I'm not making any cash or money from doing podcasts or my writing at all outside of the book. So it's been really hard and difficult for me to explain why I should do podcasts and why, why I continue doing this to my parents and all my friends. Of course, doing podcasts makes me happy. And you probably think that I shouldn't need to justify or explain any of these to my close friends or relatives. But sometimes the financial situation is one of my concerns. And it sometimes frustrates me when I look at, when I feel really, really tired and I do get worried about it. So this is one of the apps that I use and I found it helpful. There's another one that it's similar to this. It's called Relax Melodies with the capital R and capital M. And this one, I think it has a cuter theme. It's similar to the app, similar to last one, but then you get to discover different sounds and mix of sleep sounds and music together. For example, I personally like to mix sounds of heartbeat, rain on roof, and bed sheets. Those are my favorites together and I like mixing them and listening to them all at once just because they make me feel like I am a baby <laughs> okay I highly recommend this app and of course I paid for this as well because I feel like I needed to invest in this they make me feel better and this app also includes discover meditations and stories and a lot of them are really well-written stories. I gotta give that to them. There's also bedtime reminder and timer. So those were the two apps I go to when I feel extremely stressed out. And yesterday, I downloaded another app just because I'm really 
feeling like I need something in my life to focus on, and I need a place to rest. As I talked about earlier on, I have been thinking and spending a lot of time on my own in my heart, talking to myself in my room. I want to keep track of my mood, so I downloaded this app called Mood Notes, M O O D N O T E S. I haven't paid for this one yet. I'm still in the middle of the seven days free trial, and it's basically an app that you get to keep track of your mood, and it has a cycle to ask you if you're in a different thinking trap and a way to rethink what you're thinking. Is so I thought it's really nice. There's a layout that ask ask you what upsets you and is that why you feel this way. And there's different options. They're pretty on point. There's always an option for me to choose. Then there's a discover session that ask you how to stop constant worrying. For example, like five ways to reduce your stress and frustration. Inspiration, mental health, and I know these are very difficult for some people to imagine. Because trust me, I've been there. I felt, I felt it. If you're really at the worst of the worst mental state, you don't even want to get out of bed. You just can't move. You physically can't, and you're you're mentally stuck. There's no motivation to even get your phone to even read something. And I try to get myself help. From either counselors or therapists, if I can, and you know, I'm still trying different things out since a lot of us are in a pandemic for the first time. So I hope the information helps. And years ago, I have written articles on wellness section when I was at UW, writing for a newspaper. I did already talked about I did already talk about different apps that were helpful for meditation. And you know, I do think going out, engaging with friends, in a conversation, or just—I know probably the city you're in right now, you don't get to physically go out all the time. But I think keeping an interaction with human being with another human being is important. And if you need someone to talk to, or you just want to share your story with me. I want to let you know that I'm here for you. I will actually reply to your email if you have nobody to talk to, but there's something important that you need to share. Please email me. Don't feel like because you don't know me or or what. Because I want to engage in conversations with my readers slash audiences. I want to be able to help people while helping myself and. Sometimes that's why I turn into writing. You see how I could always link everything back to writing. If I were given a thousand times to choose, I would still be a writer. I know it by by my heart. So I've talked a lot about myself and about my mental state. At this moment, I'm glad that I have a lot of great friends and my partner around me during this difficult time. Remotely. Unfortunately, I haven't seen my partner for almost a year now, and we're still lovey-dovey during this pandemic, during a long-distance relationship. It is just difficult, and I'm glad that there are people who love me. There are 
people who love me in different parts of the world. Sometimes I just wish that everybody I love could be in the same city, but I know that's a selfish thought. Again, I hope you all stay safe and stay well in this time that we face together. And it's a new year. I'm not going to ask what your New Year's resolution is. <laughs> I hope it's a good one though. But mine, but my re- New Year's resolution is to care less about people's comments. On me, no matter if it's compliments or criticism, I want to focus on myself, not in a selfish way, but I want to learn more about myself and remember and be thankful of all the criticism, comments, compliments, but still be able to have a focus within myself. That's my goal this year. So I will keep you guys updated with that and. For the apps and resources and links to article, please check out the information below. And if you like my contents, I really appreciate it if you give it a five stars on iTunes or on Spotify or share it with your friends. It really means a lot to me when I go through everybody's comments and ratings. It does make my podcast easier for new audiences to find. That's the reason why. And. I'm looking forward to receiving your stories and comments and DMs again. Thanks again for listening to Midnight O Two, and this is your host Amy. Have a good night. I will see you next week.